sitting in the morning sun I'll be sitting when the evening comes Watching the ships roll in And then I'll watch them roll away again Yeah, I'm sitting on the dock of the bay Watching the tide roll away Sitting on the dark of the bay Wasting time What's up everybody? This is Caleb From your boys podcast I'm here today With Josh And a special guest today Trey is absent You know, again now Trey is somewhere, but Rat is absent. Rat's absent, boy. Actually, we didn't even tell Trey we were going to do this this morning. We figured we'd give him the day off. Yeah, he's been um, working hard because we wanted to do a special episode for you guys. Um, we got a lot of positive reviews the last time Josh and I did an episode by ourselves. Um, that people seem to enjoy us telling stories about our childhood for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, y'all did have an awesome childhood. I mean, we did. Mm-hmm. And the voice you, mom and dad. Yeah, I it mean. did. You did. the mm-hmm. uh, The voice you hear there uh, is our dad, Buddy King. Dad, how you feeling this morning? Feeling wonderful. Good. And this is not really a pink shirt. It's more like orange, or salmon, yeah. salmon, something like that. Salmon. Yeah, yeah salmon. I got the same color shirt on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, it depends on how colorblind you are as to what color it actually is. But um, we wanted to come in today and we wanted to tell some more stories, uh, maybe reminisce a little bit and give a different perspective about our childhood. Obviously, Josh and I remember things one way because we were children, uh, but our dad was there and he was an adult. So he remembers them probably differently than we do. Totally different. Probably and so we wanted to actually happen. Exactly. We wanted <laughs> the truth, you know, the real facts. You know, in our child brains, we were like, man, this is amazing. And Dad was like, I freaking can't stand it here. <laughs> you know, so, uh, so we want to tell some stories, and we want to hopefully bring some laughter to you guys. And we want to uh, get our dad in here because we love our dad. Unlike a lot of our listeners who probably don't have a good relationship with their dad. And that's sad. You know, but it is what it is. You know, y'all just screwed up somewhere. (laughs) Not Uh, dad, y'all. Right. (laughs) Or your dad, you know, maybe. But we love our dad. And he loves us, we think. So, we want to get in here and talk a little bit about uh, some childhood things. And one story in particular that I think we've touched on before that we want to kind of get your feel on is um, what... There was a we were cleaning out some stuff in the uh, storage piece back here where we throw cornhole, watch football games. You know, got a big projector in there now. We were cleaning out some stuff not long ago, and we came across a bundle of old pictures. Mm-hmm. And there was one picture in particular that, when you first glanced at it, it wasn't that special. <laughs> but Mm-mm. upon further examination. We realize something's not quite right here. So I'm going to try to lay the picture out for the audience, and I'll try to get a you know an actual picture of it so we can place it on the screen. But it's a picture of uh, my dad pushing a stroller with a child in it and me. Yeah, I think we were in Gatlinburg, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we were in Gatlinburg or Pigeon Forge. Snow, snow on the ground. 
Right. And so uh, I'm in the background of the picture, you know, probably doing something I shouldn't have been doing. And um, so it looks like me and my dad and Josh are all in a picture. There's a child in the stroller. Uh, Dad's pushing it, and I'm in the background goofing off. Kind of like today. Mm-hmm. Um, it's too big for a stroller. Yeah. Josh is too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, so we we found this picture, and we thought, oh, man, that's a cool picture. And then we looked at it a little closer, and this was one of the old pictures you actually had to take to the uh, drugstore or the Walmart or the Ingalls. Everybody developed Or it might pictures. have been with a, you know, you used to have a camera. You could just take the picture right then yeah. and pull it out, and you have to shake it. Yeah. You know, flap it up and down, shake it, and yep. let it develop right in front of you. You could do that. Coolest thing in the world, then. But uh, it was a picture that had a date stamp on it. And then this really came to be a you know a question for us when we realized that the date stamp. Uh, what was the stamp on there, Josh? Well, um, just to paint the scene again, the the picture is Caleb as a. I'd say six, seven year old. Mm-hmm. Um, me, presumably in the stroller, uh, a baby. So that's, you know, those line up. Dad's pushing the stroller. Caleb has a Chicago Bulls windbreaker on. So obviously it's somewhere between 95 and 96. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the date stamp was sometime in 95, I think. The date stamp, no. The date stamp was January 1st, 1994. 94. Yeah, so that's a, you know, that wouldn't normally, you know, mean anything. It's like, man, you guys must have, you know, just went up for the New Year's up Mm -hmm. to Gatlinburg and had a good time. Right. The only issue with that is I wasn't born until August 21st, 1995. Which is clearly a good 20 months later. And, you know, I know what you're thinking. Oh, maybe the date on the, uh, you know, maybe the date on there is wrong. Maybe they just got it mixed up. Even if that was the case and it was a year off, still wouldn't be here. Right. <laughs> January 1st, 95, wasn't here yet. No. So that one led to an existential crisis on my part. Right. Like, who am I? Who is this time traveler? Where yeah. am I? Yeah. Uh Two, to see if I was a clone, a copy, or, you know, just a replacement. <laughs> and I think Josh and I ultimately decided on replacement. Yeah. You know. So, uh, Dad, what do you know about that picture? Well, I think what had happened was we was in Gatlinburg, okay? And you better ask your mom about this. because uh from what it looks like to us you know on the outside looking in is that we were there and maybe we had another brother that you know y'all misplaced or you lost or you just kind of wanted to get rid of and you might have you know michael jackson that little bad boy held him over a railing and said oops (laughs) and right in that you know in by the river in gatlinburg mm -hmm. over you know (laughs) <laughs> and the water just swept him away like he was a little baby Moses. You know a little I mean? Moses running down through the Yeah. Only thing I can think of is just maybe. Uh, just maybe. I mean, I don't know. But uh, I can't tell who's in the stroller. I, don't, I can't tell if it's a little boy or a little girl. Now, could y'all? Mm-mm. Well, only thing I can figure out might have been, you know, one of your cousins or somebody okay. that was up there and, you know, and. Maybe I was just pushing them. 
I really don't know. And you know what? We thought about that too. We thought about, well, you know what? Maybe it's another family member. Unfortunately, I am, we have, I don't know, man, we got four or five. I don't even know. I don't even keep a count of them. We got four or five cousins that are female. And then we got one that's a, that's a, it's a boy. He's a boy. And, um, the problem was, is he's younger than Josh. <laughs> So that won't work. That <laughs> won't work. So <laughs> it couldn't have been him. Also, all the girls are older than me. <laughs> so that one wouldn't have worked. So basically what we're, you know, deducing from this whole thing is, uh, you guys might have killed a baby. <laughs> well, you know what? Again, your mama's going to know more about this than I, I do. I mean, the only thing I can tell you is, you know, six months later, four months later, sometime, Guy knocks on the door and says, you know, he's from Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. And I slammed the door in his face because I don't know nothing about any kind of Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. But now, he, and he hadn't been back as far as I know. But yeah. But like I say, Mom might know more about this than I do. I, 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 I don't know. Whatever happened to that show? Did they just quit solving mysteries? Or did they well, just think, never solve them? I think the guy <laughs> yeah. on there, you know, wore that overcoat. By yeah. the, he's about 108 now, so he yeah. probably died or something. So yeah. they probably said, I'll just get this. Yeah, and I don't know. With him, I think they just highlighted that the mysteries were unsolved. I don't know if they ever actually solved a mystery. No, you know what? That, I thought the same thing. You know, all these programs on TV. Now, I like to watch Oak Island, but you know what? I've been watching Oak Island for nine years now. They ain't found nothing on Oak Island. I mean, they've been digging for nine. I don't know how much money it costs every season mm-hmm. for them to dig. They've been digging for nine years. And they ain't found nothing. Yeah. And the worst part about all that, I wasted nine years of my life watching them dig on Oak Island, and they ain't found nothing. Yeah. I think that's the problem with, you know, treasure hunters or mystery solvers. Dude, if you ain't pulling a mask off of somebody at the end of the episode, what are you really doing? Mm-hmm. Scooby-Doo spoiled us. Exactly. They were like, out there solving real crimes. You know, searching for Bigfoot. Like... Yeah, I've been searching for a while. Yeah, there's a whole lot of people. I mean, thousands of people have been searching. Hey, Westminster's getting ready to have a Bigfoot festival. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's going to be, it'll be two, three, five hundred people, you know, searching for Bigfoot. All these people looking for Bigfoot, and nobody's found Bigfoot yet. Yeah. You know, he's either not real or just Oh, he's elusive. a heck of a hider. I'd hate to play hide and seek with him. I was going to say, he's yeah, probably he's, the oh, world man. champion hide and seek player, you know, if he is real. Also... Uh, all these people that are looking for Bigfoot, why don't y'all get out there and start looking for a cure to cancer? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, or a stop. job. Yeah, no. or that. You know? <laughs> or a job. <laughs> Listen, you better be careful if you come to Westminster looking for Bigfoot because you're definitely going to roll up on somebody who's pretending to be Bigfoot because they're high on methamphetamine. Meth. Yes. So, um, is what it is. But anyway, we were just curious as, you know, what your, your thoughts were on that and how you might, uh, I'm not sure how all that happened, to be honest with you. Uh, as far as I know, I mean, I don't think we exchanged you for any other kid. Uh, well, if it was, you guys got the... Uh, well, you hit the jackpot. Is that what you're exactly. Well, <laughs> well, well, we must have because, I mean, if something happened to the other one, I mean... Also, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they that, probably don't remember a lot about the other one, so maybe they hit the jackpot. No, I probably didn't grow attached because it was young. I mean... Probably didn't even name it. No, yeah. probably not. Nah. It's baby number two. <laughs> um, yeah. That's, that's so, probably what we called him, Deuce. 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 Little yep. deuce. Oh, that's little just a little deuce boy. right there. Little deuce. But um well, so It might have been like a stray cat, you know, you don't we, you know, you don't want to get too attached to it, so I mean, because you're gonna have to get rid of it. You you can't keep all your stray cats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you got to get rid of it. So you don't name them. You just holler cat. 
you know, or something mm-hmm. like that. You definitely don't name them. That's probably what happened. Yeah, and that's pretty, that you baby. know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to the cat, baby. Yeah. Go, baby. And so help me goodness if you tried to put him in a corner, him or her. But uh, I think that that was very astute on yours and mom's part to not name it because you, you could see early on that, like, this one ain't really going to work out. I think I do remember calling him him. Yeah. So, I mean, it must have been a boy. I was thinking, though, it could have, you know, I don't know, but, I mean, it could have been a girl, and we really didn't want a girl. Yep. You know, another girl. I mean, a girl. Easy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hell, nowadays you could do that. You could call him him if you want to. It could be a girl and try to guide his life, Mm -hmm. you know. Forget what the Lord hath made. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just make it your own. Just write your own instruction, man. Yeah, just be out there sinning, saying. you know, damning that baby to hell right away, huh? Calling it him if it's a female. Yeah, come on. But that picture kind of got out of, you know, it kind of made us think, and we we uh, we uh took the rest of the day just talking about it. So, But uh, that's neither Yeah, I slipped into there. a deep depression. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just has crawled out. Um, <laughs> made it up. We were, you know, when we get in here and we talk, man, we tell stories about, uh, you know, stuff that we remember as children. Do you have any stories that you, anything that sticks out in your mind of when Josh and I were younger, and it can be any age, um, that we get, we did, or, you know, that that's just very vivid in your mind of what happened? I'm going to say probably going to be bad. Yeah, like on our part, we were probably being bad. Well, and the, that's okay. The the one that sticks out most in my mind is uh, when you went through the glass in the garage door. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, well, I was at work, and uh, well, we had a we had a nice, a really uh, we had a big house, and it had a we've talked about our back driveway before, and it slopes down to a uh, open spot, but the uh, the garage doors had glass windows in them. Mm-hmm. And uh, Josh and I got a uh, brilliant idea to race um, scooters. Razor scooters, baby. Razor scooters down a hill to the oh, door. Yeah. And we've also talked about how competitive we were when it comes to basketball. It didn't matter what it was. We were mm-hmm. competitive. We're trying so, to win. See, we, this is the, the, you, you, you giving the part one of this because I wasn't there. So yeah. I mm-hmm. didn't know about this. We're, set, we're setting the scene. Well, that's yeah, what we set, want. We're we setting wanna, the scene. We want to set the scene and let you tell us what happened in part two because <laughs> – from what I remember is I mean, we're racing down this hill and now it's all in slow motion because it's 20 years later, however mm-hmm. many years later and we're racing and I don't want to lose. So instead of crashing my scooter into a brick wall or wooden garage door, I stick my hand out so I can win and touch the door first. Unfortunately, when I did, I I had a lot of force behind me. I wasn't as big as I am now, but I was still pretty big. Had a lot of force behind me, and my arm went through the glass, shattered it. My head kind of went through the glass. Shattered um, it. <laughs> yeah, and I won the race. But uh, in the process, uh, I don't know if you guys are aware, but glass is sharp, mm-hmm. you know, when it's broken. And so it cut my arm up pretty good, cut my head up pretty good, and... You know, I knew I was bleeding, but I didn't know to what severity I was bleeding. And so I looked at Josh and I said, go get me a napkin. A napkin. I remember that, too, because I, from my point of view, he turned and looked at me and it looked like, um, I don't know if the listeners are familiar with Ric Flair, yeah. but any match where Ric Flair, you know, got a paper cut on his forehead, you know, then 20 seconds later, his white hair was now pink. 
that was what it looked like. And so Caleb was just looking at me, um, you know, looking, just blood just pouring down. It looks like a, a, a horrific uh, uh, scene from like a Jason Voorhees movie. <laughs> yeah. Looked like Jason just scalped him like in this one spot. And uh, so he's pouring blood. He turns to me and says, go get me a napkin. <laughs> <laughs> and I forgot how old I was at this time. I think I was probably like six or seven. Mm-hmm. I was young, and I lost the race, which is, you know, important because he sacrificed a lot to win. Yeah. Um, he looks at me and says, go get me a napkin. And I'm like, huh? And so I, for some reason, just, I think we had a radio playing. Yeah. So I went and turned off the radio. Yep. Because that was important. That was vital. Well, yeah. Cause he didn't know. You know, yeah. I, I was in such a, I, was, I think I was in such shock. I was like, oh, napkin. Okay, let me turn off the radio first. I'll be right back. Either that you or know, you like were, it wasn't pertinent. Yeah, either that or you were really astute and you knew, you know what? We're about to get in the car and go somewhere. So, yeah, let me cut this off. We don't need this wasting uh, you know, power at the house yeah, so, while we're gone. So that, that was uh, pretty worrisome. I think I started crying before Caleb did. I don't even think Caleb cried. Really, I don't remember him crying, but I started crying. So I was crying, ran over, I was punching the radio, trying to turn it off. And then um, I forgot where we, instead of going through the garage, because that door was locked, we had to run up the driveway. And by this point, I think Caleb has a, maybe, maybe you had your shirt on it or something. Maybe you're putting your shirt on it. And uh, still bleeding profusely, (laughs) might I add. Yeah. Um, we walk up, and uh, I remember our mom coming out on the front porch because we we were walking up. We had this little trail going down from our top driveway to our bottom driveway, and I remember our mom coming out. And uh, this must have been the summer where we started just being real, real bad, probably. And uh, she comes out and just you know expecting that we just broke a window. <laughs> She was mad initially. Yes. And Very so mad. she she comes out on the on the porch and uh, looks down and I, I think I don't think Caleb was with me because I ran up to get her. Yeah. And she comes out and I, so I'm like a little hustling cuz I, I was a little top little fat toddler so I just hustled up through there I'm like oh, I got to get up here till mom what happened. And she comes out and <laughs> looks out on the uh, the porch looks down and says what the hell are y'all doing? <laughs> and so this is mid run. I'm, I'm running up the running up the trail. I stop. I'm like, uh oh, I'm in trouble. Or should I tell her still? Or what do I do? <laughs> and so uh, eventually, I told her. Yeah. And, uh, What'd you tell her? Caleb cut his arm or something. Yeah, Caleb needs a band aid. <laughs> that was exactly what he told her. That was exactly that was really what I told her. Yeah. I thought it could be cured with a band aid, yep. which it could not. No. But I said. <laughs> Caleb needs a Band-Aid. And uh, so after that... Which was true. I needed a Band-Aid. He did need a Band-Aid, See, a lot uh, of them. Again, I wasn't there. But, I'm, I, you know, I've heard, you know, this story y'all told. And I just imagine your mom coming out and, you know, you up halfway up the steps there and, and telling mom that Caleb needs a Band-Aid. And she starts hitting on you because, what'd you do to him? What'd you do no, to him? Oh, no, she, uh, well, that, that probably would have been the case if I hadn't have been so husky and small. So I think she knew that I couldn't have done anything. Right, right. She heard the glass break. Yeah. So after that, uh, I don't really remember much. I remember us getting in the car. 
Yeah, so had a couple of washcloths on your head. Yeah, apparently I'm <laughs> I'm now walking up the trail with a good uh, you know, full face covered in blood. Looking like he spilled a whole jar of strawberry jam on him. Which wouldn't have been out of the realm of possibilities for me because I was really fat. <laughs> um, but I come up through there, and I remember Mom seeing me and just freaking out, going white as a ghost, just like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, get in the car. We got to go. And I'm like, where we got to go? She's like, to the hospital. And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's when it's sad. And yeah. Caleb was like, oh, no. I didn't want no shot. I didn't want no needles. I didn't want nobody to mess with me. All I needed was a freaking Band-Aid, mm-hmm. you know, in my mind. And so we get, we pile in the I car. Yeah, Josh was doing what I asked him to do. He tried to get me a Band-Aid. But, so we pile in the car, and we, we're heading toward the hospital. And it was a Wednesday night. I remember that because... um we stopped by the church that our grandparents went to and my grandma gets in the car with me and the whole way to the hospital, I don't, I think it took four minutes to get to the hospital, which should have been a 20 minute drive. And, uh, the whole way, I think she was just trying to calm mom down. So mom didn't have, you know, a panic attack, which would already set in by the way, mm-hmm. uh, because I was a stupid idiot, had blood all over me, thought I needed a band aid. <laughs> Uh, so then we get to the hospital and they're like, wow, you got a cut, huh? And mom's like, yeah, he's got a cut. He's going to die. <laughs> and, uh, so they're like, all right, well, let's get you some stitches. And I was like, no, no. And that's when I turned into a little bitch. <laughs> Started mm. whining and didn't want no stitches. Didn't want to cut my shot. So anyway, they popped me with some, uh, something to calm me down. Cause then I'm freaking out because I got to get a shot. I got to get a needle jabbed in me. I got to get some stitches. And, uh, not knowing that, you know, I'm probably losing a lot of blood. So give me some medicine. They let me back in this thing. They put a, it's like a, it's kind of like a napkin. Oh, oh. They, they put a napkin on my face <laughs> to like stop it. the blood from getting in my eyes so they can, you know, doctor on my, you know, forehead and put me some stitches in. And then that's when I believe dad got there or dad, you got a phone call. I'm sure that said Caleb's dying. I did. And, and I'm not trying to paint this out to say my mom's exaggerating at all because in her mind, it probably looked like I might die yeah, with all the blood no I was clue. losing. Well, yeah, yeah, your whole head's covered up with blood. Now it's down your arm yeah. and everything. So my mom was being a great mom doing exactly what she needed to do. So I don't want anybody to think that wasn't the case. But it looked like Caleb might die there for a minute. Mm-hmm. I guess uh, we didn't know. I, I come from Easley, I think, didn't I? Mm-hmm. What, nine Easley? You were working in Easley at the time, which is a good hour away 50 minutes away yeah 45 50 minutes and uh i do know what i got there quick i mean i got there like in 15 minutes i mean yeah. I, I, I didn't slow down man. because I, that's all i knew is I, you know i guess mom called me and told me you know you'd had a terrible accident or something and so i remember uh i had a demo and i remember uh running to my demo and hollering at a salesman and tell him you know i'll be back you know and then I got the car. Like I say, I got there quick. I mean, real quick. And, uh, yeah, I remember uh, uh, going in the hospital there and, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't know how bad it was, see? I mean, you know, but I figured it was kinda, bad. Kind of going But then blind. I go in and uh, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if you, if Mimi got there. Uh, I mean, she, I know she went with y'all, but uh, I don't know if my dad was there or not. But uh, I remember seeing Mimi and I'm thinking, Gosh, 
it must be really serious. You know, they already got family in here and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dang. <laughs> I might have missed him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do remember going back there and you sitting you sitting up on uh on the table there, the operating table, whatever they call it, you know, and uh you have to understand, Caleb. He didn't. He didn't want a shot, any kind of shot, for any reason. He wasn't going to take no. it. I mean, he would fight you. He wasn't going to take a. He wasn't going to take a shot. Nope. Well, he's sitting back there on the table, you know, and just sitting up, and they've got the bleeding stopped, you know. And uh, I can't remember if you had your stitches in yet or not. I think you did, but anyway, you was just sitting there, and he looked at me, and you know, hey, what you doing? <laughs> I, you know, after I've been driving 112 mile an hour to get there. And, <laughs> What you doing? <laughs> then you knew good and dang well they already gave him oh, something yeah, to calm yeah. him down. <laughs> yeah, I do. Not doing that. What you doing? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I think I think he uh I think Dad realized at the time that you know what, he's not dead. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be okay. What, what the hell's idiot? wrong with him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why is why is he here? What a stupid idiot. Yeah. And yeah. then I think when he found out that we were racing Razor scooters. Then he got even more pissed off. He's like, "What a couple of dumbasses! <laughs> What's wrong with y'all?" Yeah, I do remember. Seeing you. Like I say, you was uh, you was a little happy feller right there, right then. I don't know what they gave you, but you was a happy feller, you know. Well, look, I was. You know, they're not they're not lying when they say I didn't want a shot. I did not want a needle jabbed in me. I didn't want you taking my blood, pricking my finger, giving me a shot to heal me. I didn't want any of that. But I remember that after they had stitched up my face and put some bandages on my arm, I remember us leaving, getting ready to leave the emergency room. And I don't know what they gave me there, but it had me, you know, pretty well floating because I didn't want a shot. I didn't want uh, anything. I was so nervous about getting a shot, getting a needle poked in me. Not that I'm losing all this blood. And I remember walking out and leaving, and there was a kid in there crying about something. And I'm pretty shy anyway. I don't talk to a lot of people. Even now, people think I'm just a jerk because I don't talk a lot. But uh, I remember walking over to that kid and being like, hey, it's going to be okay. Everything. I don't know this kid. I'm like, everything's going to be fine. That kid could have been on his last day of cancer, and I'm sitting there lying to it about everything's going to be fine. <laughs> but at that moment, Caleb felt awesome, and he oh, wanted I, everyone he, else he to feel feel awesome, yeah. too. <laughs> I figured, hey, they'll get you back behind that first door there. They'll pop you one of these things they gave me, and you'll be just fine, <laughs> You'll <brother>. be good. <laughs> you know what? Tell him you're hurting. <laughs> you know what? what's funny about that is I remember <laughs> afterwards, I remember um, having to go to school. Like, I think this was still summer, but school was coming up pretty quick. And I was in middle school at the time. And for whatever reason, the only thing that were, you know, that was wounded on me was my head and my left arm. For whatever reason, I went to school on crutches. <laughs> it's like that time on the office where they shot the gun and burst Andy's eardrum and he's limping trying to go to the office. <laughs> so what's wrong with you? That was, that was Caleb. It's my ear. He got a cut on his head and his arm. Needs some crutches, though. Yeah. You know, can't be too unsteady walking around here. And I remember they put, uh, I don't know how many stitches they put in your head. Do you remember? I want to say 11. Yeah, so, something like that. Uh, but then your arm. You know, I looked at your arm, and, you know, it sliced open pretty good. And, you know, yeah. of course, they got it cleaned up and everything. But, you know, it looks like a piece of bacon laying there. And it's just an open wound. Yeah, it's about a seven-inch yeah, gash uh, in my arm. I, I remember asking, uh, the doctor said, does he need stitches in that arm? No. No, it'll be fine. You know what we're going to do for that? 
Yeah. Put a Band-Aid on it. I was like, hey. Hey. I knew it. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's, uh, that's probably the most uh, vivid memory I have, uh, you know, of y'all. Being a little shit. We got, you know, there's plenty of stories, you know, like throwing the phone at you, you know, stuff like Mm -hmm. that. I mean, Mm -hmm. and y'all needed it. Yeah, you know, we oh, did. Yeah, and y'all wasn't listen. Y'all wasn't bad kids. Y'all were just kids, you know. And uh, it was warranted. Yeah, because I grew up, you know, with uh, uh, two brothers and a sister. You know, our family. I mean, kids are gonna be kids. They gonna do what they gonna do, and you know. Uh, so everything that you know happened to y'all was, you know, I kind of seen before. You know, maybe in a different <laughs> version, but I seen it before. You know. Yeah. Now, for a mom, I mean, she grew up, you know, her sister's, I don't know, eight, seven, eight years older than her. So, you know, she really, I mean, didn't have anybody her age, you know, to play with, brother and sister-wise, you know. So she didn't get the feeling of, you know, having your brothers beat on you and hit on you and tie you up and stuff, you know. So she so saw all the other kids yeah. having brothers do that and was like, ooh. And I'm sure she said, man, I'm glad I ain't got no brother. And glad I ain't got none of them shit. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, that was a, that was a time, man. That was a, that was a, that was a, that was vivid. I remember looking out the window. We were riding. Caleb was up in the front seat. Mimi was beside me, I think, behind Caleb. Maybe. Or maybe I was behind Caleb, and I was just crying, you know, more than Caleb was. Like, I was trying to make it about me. And, <laughs> you know, I was looking out the uh, at the window, and, dude, I was just pondering life. Little seven-year-old Josh over here just look, looking at his brother bleed. I was looking out, and if you could imagine that song, uh, you know, that plays behind the ASCPA commercials, the little, you know, sad oh, yeah, dogs yeah. and animals. I was just looking out the window like this. <laughs> What did I do? Is that what you're saying? I did, and I was like, damn it, I wish I could have just found that Band-Aid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> could have stopped all that. But, no, that was a that was a, a good one. I remember that one. I think we all remember that one pretty vividly, other than Caleb afterwards. You know, the yeah. funny thing about it is, After it, got that it, shot. both of y'all, you know, when, when, I don't remember if we headed home or got home and after the boat, I'm sorry, Dad, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, like, y- y'all did something wrong. I mean, you know, it was an accident. And of course, me and Mom knew that, but I'm sorry, Dad. I'm sorry. I thought you, I, didn't, I, I guess y'all thought I was going to beat on you or something. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we did. We didn't want that spanking. Main, I think the, the real reason we were sorry or we're saying we were sorry is because we realized that we had broke the window. glass out of the window. And <laughs> in our mind, we were children. In our minds, that could have cost a million dollars. Yeah. That, that's, a, that's the thing. We weren't sorry about Caleb getting hurt. No. We were sorry about the window. <laughs> yeah. In our minds, that could have caused foundational damage to the house, and we might not ever be able to sell it now. So, but I think I got the uh, the song here, and we're kind of at the midway point, but I think I got a, that song Josh was talking about, um, you know, when he was reminiscing on life and thinking, man, what's life going to be like when I'm an only child and Kay's dead, when he bleeds out? And then I, it's ironic because I think this is the same song, that dad was uh, listening to when he was driving to see me in the hospital. And uh, we'll take a break on that. You boys and our dad, we'll be right back. Thank you. 
three You may wonder how I can promise you now This love that I feel for you Always will be But you're not just time That I'm killing I'm no longer one of those guys As sure as I live This love that I give Is gonna be yours Until the day that I die Oh baby, I'm gonna love you forever Welcome back to your boys podcast, took a quick break, uh, Josh and I are in here today, Trey's absent, he's not really absent, we just didn't tell him we were doing this, we gave him the day off, we're in here with our dad, PTO. Buddy King, and we were telling some stories, you know, about Josh maybe being... You know, a backup child, talking about me getting my head cut and uh, being a little pansy when it came to needles. Mm -hmm. So we thought we would finish this episode and the, you know, the back half with, you know, kind of doing something that we normally do here. And that's pretty much just ramble. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we talked in the past about, um, midgets. We've talked about it at length, you know. I would say 50% of our, all of our content is about midgets. I don't need to ask you something yeah. about that, about yeah. midgets. What you got? You know, when a midget's born, do they know it's a midget right then? Mm. That's a good point. Or do they think it's just like a premature baby? Or just a real small baby? Mm-hmm. Or its appendage is shorter than a normal size baby? Does it well, look... all babies. Yeah, does it look mm. like a midget when it's born? Yeah. Because you can tell. Yeah. You know, if you if you... I feel like if you hold a baby up, like so, and you know, Mufasa, it, but it's facing you, and you mm-hmm. put its little feet where it's standing, I feel like you can tell by the way it's standing whether it's going to be a midget or not. Probably so. I don't know. I don't know how they test that. I would think they'd probably lay it on its back, you know, and see what kind of mannerisms it has. Like if it, you know, kind of kicks its legs like in a bicycle fashion, they think, ah, it's going to be a normal person. But if it kind of swings them out like he's trying to you know sweep a leg in soccer it might be a midget i often wonder that i mean you know when they're born how, how do you know if we're gonna have a midget and, and how do they tell you i mean yeah uh, you know you, you tell the mom and dad uh you, you're gonna have a midget i mean I, I mean i don't know but i mean you can't give a baby back to hospital I don't think no um, i think they frown upon that maybe back in the you know, 40s and 50s when it was just the freaking Wild West out there. You could you do whatever. You just slipped out and left your baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. Or I grab know, somebody else's. Yeah, back then, I think it was just kind of a free-for-all. Like, people had babies. When it was time for you to leave, they're like, which one's yours? And you're like, don't you know? You, you the did, hospital. Yeah, they're like, no. One? I think we put the yellow sticker on yours. Yeah, we marked yours on the foot with a dot. What color's mm-hmm. a dot? Sir, it's 1958. We have black and we have blue. That's all we got. <laughs> Calm down. This isn't 1985 where all, we got all sorts of colors out here. You know, we got, we got a black pen and a blue pen. We, and we only have one pens. blue pen in the whole hospitals. I mean, do you have to, I mean, 
Dang. Do you have to uh, <laughs> put a tag on the toe of a baby? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you got to loop it around this little toe and just hope you don't tighten it too tight so where it just falls off. What was going on in the 40s and 50s, man? It you was think just... it's just like, you know, when you're born, they tag you on the toe, and then when you die, they tag you on the toe, too? You think it's just like a circle of life? The circle mm-hmm. of life. I would imagine you could just do about anything back in the 40s and 50s. Like you come in, you have the baby, they take the baby, and you're like, whew, hope it comes back. Yeah. I hope I get to have that again. I heard a story story one time that uh, our grandpa was back in the, uh, back in the forties, man, he was probably 10 or, you know, something. Dude, I heard that he won a world championship in boxing at age 11. Mm -mm. Who was he fighting? Yeah. And who was giving out belts to 11-year-olds? Not I mean, only that, but, dude, I heard that between rounds, they didn't come in and give you water or they didn't come in and give you a pep talk. That Everybody just took a couple minutes and they smoked a cigarette together. Yeah, they put a cigarette in your mouth and, you know, give you a, a shot of whiskey. Yeah. And there you go. Get well, ready. I, I think you're right. In the 40s and 50s, you know. You know, you don't know about this Babe Ruth, you know, yeah. greatest home run hitter ever. Yeah. Well, you know, he smoked between, you know, innings when he was waiting bat. I saw I, one time he was smoking at bat. Yeah. Say, I'm, I'm pretty sure he, what, I don't know what position he played on defense, but I would imagine he was just standing out there with a glove in one hand and a cigarette in his mouth and, you know. Have you ever seen him run? He mm. runs like a newborn pig. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing he hits home runs. You know, yeah. He can just he walk. Right. He walked. Yeah. He had right. to hit home runs. Yeah. That's the only way he was good. Yeah. Time he got stuck at base, he's out of breath. So he had to walk. He had to hit a home run. He he, he would smoke two cigarettes on the the run the home. Way. You know, yeah. between the Dude, bases. The bad thing about it is, is Babe Ruth. If you were born in the thirties, forties, or fifties, Babe Ruth is probably one of your sports heroes. Like, what was that guy doing? Smoking cigarettes at bat. I saw one time, dude, on a, uh, they had like a, I guess they did trading cards and stuff back then, and that kind of went out, you know, in the 90s. But, dude, he took a picture of Babe Ruth. He was taking a nap at second base. Mm-hmm. Anything went back then. Dude, I mean, baseball by that, games in the 40s and 50s, man, would last four or five days. Yeah, well, they didn't have anything else to do. That was why it was America's pastime. You know, yeah, it wasn't sure. football. It wasn't basketball because, you know, those are – you know, on a pretty good time schedule, they have a clock. Also, you had to be athletic to play. Those. Yeah, and I think it, was, yeah. it wasn't pastime. I think it was past time because that's what they did. They just passed time. Yeah, they, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, it didn't matter. That game Three started at noon yeah. and you know ended at eleven. They didn't have nowhere to be. We ain't got nothing else to do. I mean, after the you know, they didn't even call it a game back then. They're like after our baseball match, we're gonna go box a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to go pick up cigarette butts and see what we can get out of them. Yeah, make sure they're all That's done what and smoke the filter. Yeah. You know, after the game, they were around the base to pick up cigarette butts. Yeah. See if they could, you know, have anything left to smoke. So they yeah. wonder how many Babe Ruth cigarette butts people got. And we're like, oh, yeah, I hope some of that magic, you know, gets in my lungs. Yeah. And then, you know, they just got COPD and he's a hero. Yeah. And I think he, I don't even remember how he died. I think it was tragic. I think he might have tripped over a base and, you know, maybe got a a torn, you know, ACL. Yeah. They, they didn't have them back then. I was going to say, he probably tore what's now called a hamstring, but back then they said he tore his up leg. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that he tore up his leg, but tore he tore his hind leg. Yeah, he tore his hind leg. That's yeah, hind, hind leg. leg. Yeah, like, hind what leg. are you doing, man? You can't just, they didn't know. Mm-mm. And that put him down for the count because back then there wasn't no, 
do some stretches, you know, ice it. Back then it was take a shot of whiskey, get in a boxing ring, see what happens. You shake yeah. it off, see what happens. Throw <laughs> yeah. some dirt on it. And literally, they'd get a handful of dirt, throw it at him. <laughs> throw dirt at you if you were hurt. So Yeah, so. Yeah. I think that's where that came from, shake it off. Go ahead, throw that dirt at you. Yeah, shake it shake off. Shake it off. Get that dirt off of you. Yeah, so if you, you know, if you listen to this and you grew up in the 40s, man, or the 50s, Man, shout out to you for making it out and not dying because yeah. I would imagine everyone carried a little twenty two pocket pistol with them back then. Mm-hmm. And like if or somebody smarted a, off, man, they just or at least shoot a pocket, at you. a switchblade. You know, yeah. everyone back then had a switchblade. Yeah, and blade. you know what? They dressed up to go to these games and stuff too. You know, they go with their suit and ties on to baseball games. You know, and like now it's one hundred and eighteen degrees outside. There they were suit full. and tie. You yeah. know, with a hat on at the baseball game. I don't think a lot of people knew what they were doing back then because well, their think, right mind goes yeah, to a I baseball I think what game. happened after the baseball game, you know, after they smoked all they want to and drank all they want to, then they had church. Mm-hmm. You know, it lasts that long. Then they'd just go straight to church because they started dressed up for it. That makes sense. They started a baseball game Thursday afternoon. Yeah. By the time it was over, it was Sunday morning and they were time for church. Just going to church. You know, and overnight, man, during the fourth and fifth inning, they wouldn't even, you know, they'd stop the game. Everybody just take a nap wherever they were standing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's where CSS came from, but it was just during the night here in America. I mean, that baseball kind of, kind of dumb. Yeah, baseball sucks. I'm glad it's America's past time, like they left it in the past. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody watching baseball now, you know, unless you, uh, well, they condensed it down now three or four hours, you know. Yeah. So if you watch a replay on TV, I mean, Take a nap while it's going on. You know, you could take a nap like third inning, wake up and it's fifth inning. Yeah. You know, a couple What's hours happened? Later. Not much. Nothing. It's still four to one. One, yeah, one run has been scored. Yeah. Anyway, man, they should call that America's nap time. <laughs> but baseball, I don't like baseball. But uh, some people do, and that's okay. You know, I guess they just, you know, wishing they were back in the 40s and 50s where anything went. When baseball mattered. Yeah. <laughs> Or they like to nap a lot. Could be that. Or just like to be unathletic and be able to play a sport. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, shout out to Barry Bonds, man. I don't know where he's at, but I'm sure he's listening. Did I think. No. The roids got him. But, yeah, that was uh, that was kind of dumb. But, yeah, I don't – I mean, what were, what were the parents doing in the 40s and 50s? Their children were out boxing at all hours of the day and night. Your kid comes see, home with a black eye and a bloody nose. I think what happened then, back in the 40s and 50s, see, you didn't have none of these uh, child molesters. So I think they just let the kids run wild through their neighborhoods and through every, everywhere they wanted to go because you didn't have to worry about them. So anytime mom and dad wants them a long time, well, hmm. they had it because the kids was out playing baseball all day, barefooted. And throwing dirt at each other. Yeah, yeah. riding your bicycle with no helmets and... I, you know what? Switchblades. I think that's the reason they not many people from the 40s and 50s, you know, still alive because they didn't have their helmet when they rode their bicycle and they yeah. went barefooted everywhere, stuff like that. They you drank know. that water, you know, at yeah, the they hose. Was in a, yeah, they're born in, you know, in a crib that had lead paint and, you know, mm-hmm. I just wonder if there's anybody left, to be honest with you. I don't know how people made it out. Yeah, I mean, some, somebody had to take that loss. You yeah, know well, what? yeah. I mean, Let's they had just, to start somewhere. I was going to say, let's just call it how it is, man. Those people nowadays would probably be some of the softest people. Mm-hmm. You know, you would think, man, they went through all this tough stuff. They'd be pretty tough. No, no, no. no They're probably no, some no, of no. the, uh, you know, the most nerfy people you could meet mm-hmm. if they're still alive. Nerf herders. Another thing that we, you know, had talked about was um, 
Josh and I were talking probably a week ago, a couple weeks ago, and um, we were trying to think of, you know, some some stories that we could tell you guys that are pretty funny, man. And uh, I was thinking about the uh, about the time that Travis uh, came over to the house, and uh, and we've talked about Travis on here before. We talked, you know, in length about how he wasn't great at you know using a trampoline. I don't think he fully understood the physics of how a trampoline works. Mm-hmm. You know, basically a trampoline is a golden rule. Whatever you do to it, it's going to do back to you. You know, it's just one big rebounding apparatus. And I know I've said that before, but some people don't understand what it means. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember one time, Josh, you tell this story better, but basically Travis came over and wanted to uh, play some video games with you. I think you had just got a new Xbox. Mm-hmm. And uh, he wanted to play some video games, so you invited him over, being a good friend, and uh, you know, kind of elaborate on on what went down whenever he decided he did want to come play video games with you. But he didn't. That he did want when he came over and played. Travis wasn't a dirty kid by any means, I don't think. But he also wasn't the cleanest of children. Oh yeah. Um, so got this new Xbox. It was a 360 at the time. It was right when they first came out. So it was, I'd never had an Xbox before. I've always been a PlayStation guy. So I invite Travis over and, you know, he comes over and, you know, we start playing Xbox. It's cool. You know, we're having a good time. And, uh, you know, he's like, Hey man, I got to go to the bathroom. So I was like, okay, sweet. You know where it is. Just go. And so he does. Yeah, you don't have to ask for permission. It's yeah, okay. Yeah, just, yeah. It's, we're kids. Just go to the damn bathroom. Um, you're not red or shower shake. Yeah, no. Also, I'm not your parent, so you don't have to tell me everything you're doing. It's cool, man. Like, if you, you could disappear. Like that, I think that's why I'm so used to Trey disappearing. Yeah. Just because, you know, you can just disappear anytime. But, uh, no, he uh, he goes to the bathroom, right, and uh, he's taking a little bit, so obviously I know it's a number two because <laughs> yeah. nobody takes that long to pee. That's the telltale sign of, you know, how long does it take you in the restroom? And, so, and that's a conversation for after we finish your story here. And it was a real <laughs> it was a real quick transition from flush to him being back in the room. <laughs> and so, you know, light bulbs start going off in my head. I'm like, yep. whoa, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And so he comes back and I'm like, hey, man, did you flush? And he's like, yeah. You know, instantly. So I was like, okay, he's not lying about that. And the next question I posed to him was, did you wash your hands? Because, you know, after you poop, anybody who's not, you know, a filthy degenerate washes their damn hands. Right. Um, And especially if you've got a brand new Xbox. Yeah, and <laughs> these are brand new controllers. So, and I was pretty protective of my things back then. You know, I like to keep things, you know, well, smart, know, and, and like new as long germ as free. possible. Yeah, germ free. And uh, so the next question I said, "Did you wash your hands?" And he didn't give a quick answer, which was uh, the number one sign I knew he was about to lie. Yep, <laughs> he was and thinking he of it said, in his head. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> n- and I said, man, come on now, go wash your hands. Yeah. As a, you know, just looking back, and I guess he, he finally put two and two together. He's like, oh, man, yeah, this, you know, he, I am playing with his controllers. Call know. me. I didn't wash. I didn't wash my hands after I pooped. Let me yeah. go wash my hands. So I guess that thought goes through his mind for about .25 seconds. <laughs> and he says, you know, 
no, I'm good, and proceeds to open his hands in front of his face. Just look at him. Looked at him for a second <laughs> and goes... <laughs> <laughs> mm. I mean, I said, they're clean. This young fella opened his palms, mm. spit on them, rubbed them together, and said they're clean. They were not clean. And I let him know. I said, <laughs> I think this was one of the, I was still young. Yeah. But I, I think I, I was cussing, you know, maybe like once a month at yeah. this point. Real and low said, rate. Go wash your damn hands. <laughs> <laughs> and he did. I made him go wash his hands, man, because he wasn't touching my controller with them dirty old shit no. spit hands. You know, <laughs> not at all, dude. Uh, dude. That was a that was a that was a funny time, man. That was the first time I've had to, you know, I had to call someone out, and uh, you know, it makes me realize now how, um, you know, raising kids is is probably pretty damn tough. Yeah, so his kids I, are gross. I just want to ask a question. Uh, how many times do you go over there and play games on his controller stuff? Mm. You know, to be honest with you, I don't think I ever went over and played a video game at Travis's house. Like, literally every time I went over, we would, like, throw football yep. or we would, you know. There, there, there was no, support. Yeah, there was no console gaming at Travis's house, actually. Mm-hmm. And now that you mentioned that, I'm glad there wasn't because exactly. I probably avoided some type of disease. Yeah. <laughs> some poop spit disease. And I think mm. that Travis, you know, maybe he was just ahead of the game. Maybe he was just trying to build up his immune system. And probably what he probably used to, you know, having uh, Germax, and you know, just didn't make the correlation that his spit was not Germax. No, not at all. Boy. There's no <laughs> telling what, Yeah, what was actually in his spit, but <laughs> but I think that's a that's a good story, man. And Travis is a uh, he's a good dude. He's a good. He's a lot cleaner now, I'd imagine. Oh, yeah. you know, I don't I don't keep up with people's hygiene, but I hadn't seen him in a while, know. so I couldn't I couldn't tell you. No, but uh, that's a that's a funny story, and it's. 100 percent true <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes uh, it's kind of weird that that happened because i don't know anyone else who has that story or one like it but it was uh it was gross yeah yeah it's gross it's pretty gross <laughs> that's when i realized man this and i think there might be something wrong i may have like a little you know a, a hint of ocd because anytime now i get anything on my hands i have to wash them Immediately. Immediately. Like eating wings right after I get done, wash hands. Washing hands. You so know, in other words, Travis no. has made an impression on you, right? Yeah, no, I got some PTSD from them poop spit hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically is what I'm saying. <laughs> like, if they weren't dirty enough that he didn't wash them after a number two. He spit on them and then rubbed it in and thought it was cleaner. Made them real dirty. Yeah. <laughs> he thought it was cleaner than they were before. I was like, damn. I would have let you play with a poop hand if you hadn't have done that. <laughs> now, that's something that uh, when you when you were telling that story, you said that there was not a, not a long length of time between the time he flushed and the time he showed back up in the room. Mm-hmm. What, obviously, I don't care. Because as graphic as it may be, I use the bathroom a lot. Everybody poops. Get over it. If you're offended by poop jokes, come on, grow up. Get out of here. Everybody poops. But, uh, you know, one thing that sometimes is, I will say embarrassing, but it's something that I'm conscious of, I think, is how much time you spend in the bathroom. Now, obviously, if I'm at work, dude, I'm already on the clock, so I'm taking my time. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to say I'm stealing, you know, time from work, but I'm already there. But dude, if I'm in like a, if I go to a restaurant 
say, with a group of people. And I got a number two. I'm trying to make it as NASCAR pit stop-ish as possible. So I come back and people are like, oh, man, that was a – he must have had to, you know, number one real bad. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just – Come back to the table and have people thinking, yeah, he pooped. <laughs> I don't know, man. Cause you know what? Yeah, I'm like you. Well, you know, if I'm, if I, if I'm in a restaurant or something, I go in there real quick. So yeah. everybody think, you know, that I didn't poop. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. get in and out real quick, yeah. you know, but it's funny you mentioned that because, uh, one day this week, man, I'm, uh, I'm coming home from work and I mean, I don't drive really fast, but I drive fast enough, you know. But on 123 out there, there's a lady behind me in a little white Honda, man. And you talking about tailgating. Now, she's tailgating me. And so I speed up. So I'm on 123 now where it's 55, and I'm going 75, and she's right behind me. I mean, on my bumper. And I'm thinking, dang, lady, what do you want me to do? Yeah, this is a four-lane road. You can get in the other lane. Yeah, <laughs> but she's right on me, you know. And I'm thinking, and I can I can see in my rear view. I mean, you know how you see people, and they, you can imagine them clenching their teeth and looking at you real, you know, staring at you, you know, in the rear view mirror and stuff. And I'm thinking, I didn't do nothing to this lady. Why in the world she on me like this, you know? And, um. So I, you know, I get on home here, and of course I come inside and turn on TV, and there's an advertisement on the TV. I add for irritable bowel syndrome. Hmm. Selling it? Well, no, I don't think it's selling. Selling something for it, oh. but you know, I got thinking. I, I'm, I don't think I'm a bad person because I, from what I can see about this commercial, I think that lady behind me, I think she had irritable bowel syndrome, and she had to go. I mean, she had to go quick, and there I am in the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so now I don't know anything, but I I just imagine, you know, because of me, she might not have made it. Mm. Ain't nothing. You know. If there's it, any point, I want my bowels to be, it's not irritable. No. Well, no, because. Any emotion, not irritable. No, right. and then you got some Happy. guy going in front of you, and, you know, and you've got to go something terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is like a 40-year-old lady, kind of attractive, you know, but she's, you know, staring at me and everything, and I'm, and I'm pretty sure that's what it was. She had irritable bowel syndrome, and I was in her way. Dang. So she might not have made it home. She needed to learn how to drive better, you know what I'm saying? Or start sooner. Yeah, I, I mean, say plan better. I was going to say, dude, if there's a, you know, a point where I hit and I'm like, yep, it's, t- it's go time, I'm going to have to get somewhere, I don't normally, you know, give a shit about anyone else <laughs> anyone else on the road anyone else doing anything i'm yeah. like yep i gotta make it to a bowl brother yeah so you know whatever happens happens y'all gotta deal with it and uh no it happened to me one time i was going to atlanta for work and then for some reason i didn't plan well that morning and i'd got to the atlanta traffic mm. and i need to get through atlanta right so i gotta go all the way through so i'm in the left lane you know, closest to the HOV as I can get. Comes upon me like a freaking uh, pop-up thunderstorm in the afternoon in South Carolina. Just out of nowhere. Real quick. And I thought, oh, man. This is not good. Because <laughs> traffic is at a standstill. Mm. And I'm thinking, man, if I can, I'm going to break into this HOV lane and just get up out of here. Nope, couldn't do it. There was a cop directly behind me. 
So now I got to start weaseling my way over eight lanes of traffic to try to get to an exit. <laughs> and as we've discussed before, hotel lobbies are my go-to. Grocery stores are my backup. Unfortunately, anywhere in downtown Atlanta is going to be a disaster. Mm-hmm. No matter what kind of restroom it is, what establishment it's in, it's going to be a disaster. So I spot on the next exit that I get near enough to get off on a courtyard by Marriott, which is where I tend to stay when I travel. Unfortunately, this was one of the oldest courtyard by Marriott's in the country. First one. It messed up in. And I walk in there and it is slam full of people. And I'm like, oh no, cause it's breakfast time. So I proceed to the restroom walk in the door of the restroom and there's two people standing there waiting to go to the bathroom. Oh no. <laughs> One of them is a, uh, salesman, you know, sort of like me, got his uh, shirt on, ready to go to work. Another one is an older African American gentleman. And, uh, somebody's in there lighting up the bowl already. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody's in there firing one off. And so, it, you know, I now I've had a little time to kind of, you know, console myself and talk myself out of it. So I'm like, <laughs> let me get to a different, uh, different place. I got to get up out of here. Plan B. And so, listen, I'm not proud of it. And I, you know, but I definitely went in the women's restroom. And there was a lady already in one stall. <laughs> You know, and, and I feel bad for her now. I don't know her name. I don't even know what she looks like. I know that she had on red shoes. <laughs> but uh I went in that women's restroom and I uh It might have been Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz. I left oh, it I left it a, Yeah, I left that restroom <laughs> in a bad state. Man, I courtesy flush. Not at all. Oh, I'll like, tell you what, that's uh that's something, you know, we did not too long ago. I think it was, I think all of us were together. We weren't we going somewhere? Maybe on one of our golf trips, we stopped at a, a little Exxon. Mm-hmm. Man, and I think, you know, it gets to that point where, you know, just call it what it is. It's bad enough. You're either going or you're going where you're at. Yeah. Um, and so I go in and just like you, there was a line for the bathroom. Yeah. Three people deep. Oh, this was on our way to Pigeon Forge not long ago. Yeah. And um, so there was a line for the bathroom. And, you know, I was at that point. I was like, do or die. Yeah. You know, or poo or die. And <laughs> um, so they're all standing in line. I'm like, man, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. So I'm standing in line there. And I see a lady come out of the women's restroom. And it's one of the ones. It's a single sto- It's a single door. Yeah. There's one bathroom in there. So right. you go and lock the door. So I see the lady come out and the the dude standing in line don't even, you know, look or anything and uh there's a guy in front of me and uh I I kinda looked and he made eye contact with me and I was like the worst he was thinking about it too. I'm gonna go use that women's bathroom. <laughs> yeah. And so I did. I walked right in there, locked the door, did my business and left. Walked hey. out. Nobody was in the line still. I don't know if they, you know, I gave up. Put a, you know, a rush on it just because I went in there. They didn't want to be around it. But yeah, I, uh, 
I've definitely done that before, and that's I don't think that's frowned upon, man. When you got to go, you got to go. Well, I already when I was you know sitting there, I had already thought of my excuse of like if somebody calls me out, I'm like, oh, what are you doing in the women's bathroom, sir? Mm-hmm. I was gonna be like, man, I thought everything down here in Atlanta was unisex nowadays. Like there you go. I went to the Cheesecake Factory to take a urinate one time, and I definitely saw a lady in there using a urinal. So, mm-hmm. well, a feller in a dress, a lady, yeah. <laughs> so. uh what about y'all ever go, y'all ever use the uh, handicap stalls? All, All the time. time. Yeah, well, you got handles and everything. Yeah, I mean, if you, I mean, you can use that for a couple of things. That you know, you can hold yourself up from sitting down. You know, mm-hmm. or, or if, you know, if you got a power to it, so uh, you got something to hold on to. I try to go in them all the time. Yeah. I, I I thought about that, and you know, normally I do. I go in those a lot, mm-hmm. but I think those are probably the dirtiest ones. To be honest with you, because mm-hmm. yeah. they're on the end. You know, everyone wants to be, you know, far away from the door, you know, and so I've started, uh, started second guessing it, but I still use them. The so. problem is, is we're big, so we need more space. Yeah. You know, we're not rolling in a, you know, in a, a chair that has wheels on it, but we definitely need more space because we're bigger, but we're handicapped to normal size things. Yeah. Josh made a good point that that's probably the most frequented bathroom stall. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe we don't need to use that one. Maybe we change our mind on that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that was a uh, good little poo stories with yeah, you boys. Yeah, I mean, and listen, if anybody's out there listening to this thinking, oh, how gross. When was the last time you pooped? Huh? Yeah. Hey, this is real life stuff. Right? I'd be willing to bet it was within the last three hours. Everybody poops. So get over it. Get over Get out. <laughs> well, boys. Also, shout out to our dad. It won't be me. Shout out to our dad for being here. Coming in, being our special guest on this episode. Absolutely. We'll definitely... a little insight to our shenanigans. We'll definitely have him back soon. That's it, boys.